0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A couple weeks ago, um, someone uh, made a very kind gesture and sent uh, this plant to us uh, just uh, to offer condolences on the passing of Suzanne's dad, uh, my father-in-law, Paul Edwards. And uh, the plant was um, what um, had some fancy Latin name, but is known as a peace lily. It's a beautiful plant, very kind of waxy dark green leaves and these flowers that are uh, white flowers that kind of look like cobras almost. And um, at first I wasn't even sure if it was a real plant or not, it was just so like flawless. And so I um, took the plant, put it on our coffee table at uh, our house and kind of just uh, forgot about it for a couple of days and uh, walked by a couple of days later. And uh, CJ, my son, pointed out that, uh, you know, that the plant had completely gone flat uh, and just kind of keeled over on all sides, uh, the leaves, the flowers, everything just like melted uh, on uh, in the center of our coffee table um, and uh, just, you know, really putting on display for everyone to see my talent, my uh, as a, you know, having a green thumb and all and uh, but CJ quickly diagnosed the problem realized that it needed water and so he poured some water uh, in this plant and probably within an hour it had completely perked up to its original uh, kind of glorious self uh, just full of uh, vibrancy and life Um, not unlike when we had uh, Suzanne and I were in seminary in Austin Texas and If you've ever been to Texas, uh, the heat can be super oppressive in the summer, and we had a little garden in in the back of our house, and in August, uh, I mean, for for much of the time, it would uh, be um you know throughout the year would just be abundant and green and all kinds of stuff growing but uh in august in the in the kind of peak of the heat uh, the sun would just melt uh everything in the garden until uh, i would go out there and i'd have to make special watering uh visits out there and just fill up the garden uh the basil plants were kind of all keeled over and the flowers that we had and everything and uh, But as soon as you watered the garden, no matter how hot it got, as soon as you watered the soil, the plants would revive themselves and they would uh, perk up and, uh, and uh, continue their splendor. Um, these images make me think of today's passage and today's uh, Old Testament passage comes from Jeremiah. And we have the prophet Jeremiah uh, chapter 31, and uh, the context, the historical context for Jeremiah is that he's writing at a time, probably about the mid sixth century before the common era, before Jesus uh, was around. And he is writing at the tail end of the Babylonian exile, uh, or in the middle, in the midst of of the Babylonian exile. And this is a time, kind of a second exile experience already of, the Israelites where they were taken fi- by a foreign power an imperial power uh, the Babylonians um and and not only destroyed their homeland and kind of laid it in ruins but then deported people uh, back to Babylon uh, where they would work uh you know uh, as slaves and and um you know li- lead really kind of hard lives and uh and Jeremiah is speaking uh to them in the midst of these challenging times. He's speaking to them in the midst of their suffering. And chapter 31 in Jeremiah comes uh, after about 29 chapters, one through 29 in Jeremiah of just kind of basically describing this reality of challenge and suffering and kind of punishment and and a death and a misery um, and then there's these three chapters uh 30 through 30 or four chapters 30 through 30, 33 which is kind of known as the little book of consolation in jeremiah and it's in in 31 chapter 31 this uh, reflects that and what we have here is that in the midst of their misery right not not having overcome it or surpassed it or or gone through it but in the midst of their misery jeremiah is kind of uh, putting out this call uh to uh to sing aloud and to raise their voices and shouts of of rejoicing And um, in in the midst of their suffering and despair, there is this promise that Jeremiah puts forth, this promise of transformation where their mourning will become joy and their sorrow will become gladness. In the midst of their challenges, Jeremiah um, announces a promise of return. Now, not a return to how things were, but a vision of returning to something completely new um, and uh, an inclusive vision. An inclusive vision of return where even the blind and the lame jeremiah says even those with child and those in labor he says uh, they will not stumble right that even with all their marginalization and challenges that even they will not stumble on their way to this new place this new reality this is not a vision of god necessarily changing right the physical bodies or the physical conditions of these groups of people or these individuals the lame and the blind um but rather it's a vision of um of, of, a trans, of transformed structures and transformed systems in society uh, where those who, have, uh, who historically wh- were historically crooked and unjust paths in those societies, um, they'll become straight again, as Je- uh, Jeremiah says. They'll become fair uh, where nothing uh, will trip up uh, even uh, the least amongst uh, us and those who are on uh, the margins of society new paths that seem um, particularly designed in this passage, in this vision, to accommodate uh, those who have been wronged, the marginalized, the dismissed, and the disempowered. This passage from Jeremiah, it really speaks to me today. Um, And I imagine it speaks to all of us, uh, given the situation we find ourselves in. In the midst of this pandemic, certainly there's much of me that wants to return uh, to what we had before, um, top of the list is, you know, hugs and, and uh, physical hugs, right? Uh, at the peace or church karaoke or, or singing Christmas carols together um, or live music or, uh, you know, shared meals or community dancing uh, or visiting family and friends. Um, there's a lot of me uh, that wants to return to those things that we had before, but there's even more of me. There's even more of me these days that wants to return to a new place, uh, a place where life feels like a watered garden, right? Like a a freshly watered garden. And as as, uh, Jeremiah says, where uh, nobody will ever languish again. What a great vision that where uh, the community is like a freshly watered garden and nobody will ever languish again. The message I hear today from Jeremiah is that challenging times such as Israel's 26 centuries ago and, and ours today, they require us to imagine and to begin embodying ways, to not simply return to how things were, uh, but to begin to chart a new path um, to the way that things can be. The promises uh, that he lays out uh, in this passage are um, abundant life, their justice, equity, community celebration, singing, dancing, and joy. There's even a promise uh, that priests will have their fill of fatness. And that makes me, and with my panza, with my, you know, this extra luggage that I'm carrying here, I feel like that makes me a living testament uh, that God's promises are already uh, being realized in our midst right as we speak. And so as we begin this new year um, and we move just a little bit further away from this dumpster fire we call 2020. Let us begin to receive and perhaps even embrace this Jeremiah promise of newness for ourselves. May we begin to practice hope again. Um, And even as our challenges continue to increase, may we begin to practice a little bit of hope again. And in the months ahead, in the months ahead, Uh, As we begin to, you know, start to collect and gather our things in anticipation of of heading back home to how things were, may we follow the advice of Jeremiah today. And may we follow the example of the Magi and go home uh, by another road uh, to a place that really we've never fully been to before.